Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Ah, uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back. It's your bros from the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast coming at you with episode number 101, just like them Dalmatians. My name is Brandon Olinger, and joined with me, as always, my favorite podcast bro host, Ben the Law Watson. What up, what up, what up? You know what's up, my man? What up? <laughs> We've been missing in action for quite a while. MIA, baby. We've people, been MIA. People, MIA. People <laughs> been hitting us up, been like, well, where you at? You, you okay? You alive? Listen, guys, it's for good reason. Good, it's my fault, but but it's been for good reason. Had this major surgery September third. I'm seven weeks out. It was a freaking miserable time. You had it a bacchiotomy. I had a bacchiotomy. Literally, I've seen pictures. Like your entire spine was replaced. You got like a Titan's. What is it called? Like whatever it's called. Like Titan steel spine now. I've got more titanium in my back than titanium. I don't know what. Yeah, I got a lot of titanium in my back. I know. I'm thinking about getting a titanium spine replacement myself. I'm thinking I'm, about getting metal legs. On the plus side, I get to use this kick-ass cane. You do have a cane. Oh, it's kick-ass. You got a little pimp cane, actually. I take it out to the bars, too. <laughs> I've seen you hanging on the bar stool. Hey, man, girls love to talk about it. But I am married, and I tell them that. <laughs> it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt to talk a little bit about that cane, though. Yeah, All right. Man. So, uh, we are back. We are excited to be back to talk some wrestling. Look, the college wrestling season is kicking off as we speak. we got programs having wrestle-offs, especially... Our favorite college wrestling team, the Ohio State Buckeyes, holding them wrestle-offs this week. I know. Pumped to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're geeked. Got fantasy wrestling coming up. Excited to get that rolling. All kinds of good things, my man. There's some great things going on right now, you know. But first, we maybe do a little business action real oh, I gotta quick. I got to take care of that business. Yeah, you know, take care of that business now for me. Yeah. All right. So, as I said, it is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode 101. You can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. We got a Facebook page out there that Ben runs not very well. It's the Inside Trip. Got I've a- been running about it. Most this podcast has been running. You can post more than just the podcast, Ben. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Old Granny Girdle, who ain't on, t- ain't on Twitter, she needs to read hey, some of this stuff. Granny Girdle been liking my posts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm digging deep to some old school stuff right now. Oh, I hope you're not digging too deep. I hope some people are still listening. All right, we got an Instagram out there. Um, haven't used that much because we haven't really been together much. Um, more so for events and shit. But it is the Inside Trip on Instagram. Go out there, find it, follow it, whatever it is, like it. I don't know. Request us. Do whatever you got to do on Instagram. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you you are more than welcome to do so. In fact, you would make us very happy. It's the inside trip one at gmail.com. We love getting feedback. We love, you know, people we've never met sending us messages, talking wrestling. That's why we do this. So go out there, contact I want some us, emails. whatever you want to do. Oh, I want, I want some emails. And for the podcast, you guys know where to find it. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, the Podbean. Podbean. Ben's flicking it right now. Oh, yeah. So find one of those. Search for our podcast, subscribe to it, listen, and we do like rate and reviews. 
<laughs> yeah, and if you wanna if you wanna give us a couple episodes to get back into it before you rate and review, that's cool too. Have we had any new rate and reviews lately? Have I haven't looked? looked, man. I, I, we haven't done a pod in about a minute, son. I think it's a good time for you to look real quick. Check check that out. Let's see who's uh who's bashed us. All right, on the old rate and review. Well, I guess apparently people have been leaving as many rate and reviews as we've been dropping podcasts. So Fair. Uh, nothing new to 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 talk about. Nothing new to look at. Fair enough, right? We. we we, we deserve it. Right. And, there, and there's nothing new to talk about wrestling-wise either. There was nothing that went on while we were gone, like the World Championships. Oh, that little tournament? <laughs> Did you get to catch any of that, bad boy? A little bit. We'll get to that in a second. But real quick, guys. We've been running an annual fantasy wrestling league for the past seven years. I think this year makes year number eight. Thankfully, our great buds from WrestleStat have finally, finally been able to create a fantasy wrestling league for everyone to join in and do and have a lot of great fun. Um, it's great news to me because I've been tired of uh, manually scoring all this stuff for the last seven years. So we are doing a fantasy wrestling this year. We're going to do a, a regular season and then the it's NCAA tournament. Had a couple of people drop out this year drop out this year and we thought it would be a great idea if some of our longtime listeners or people who like to communicate to us on a weekly basis if you guys are interested in joining we got a couple of spots left um this league is consisted of some great people we got the likes of me and ben kevin clonch earl smith from the open mat some of our close buddies tom baranowski obviously can't do it because he's a ref this year so unfortunately oh, he had to drop right. out. yeah yeah, he's yeah. Reffing now. yeah he told me he couldn't do it he had to drop out so what a turd I you know, know who's doing it though Real Casual Dave. Oh, Real Casual Cas- Dave is ca- back. Casual Dave's back, baby. And if you guys don't know about Casual Dave, you need to give him a follow on Twitter. It's at realcasualdave.com or at whatever the Twitter is. The only reason why I'm saying <laughs> that com. is because he, 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 when I texted him to ask him to be in the league, he said he'll only do it if I give him a shout-out on the pod. So there it is, Dave. All right, Dave, you're in. Uh, either way it goes, we got a couple of spots left, so if any of you guys or gals are interested in joining in with this, hit us up. Send us a direct message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Send us an email at the inside trip one at gmail.com um, or if you want to call one nine hundred mix a lot you can talk to ben directly yeah seriously guys it would be cool to get a, a couple other people you know maybe some of the people that listen to this podcast in the the fantasy league um that would be awesome so hit us up and you know hopefully you know if we have some spots left it's going to kind of be based on you know who hits us up first yeah and we got a couple left hoping to fill them soon so anyway all right moving on so ben we haven't dropped one in a while. I think the last podcast we dropped is when we were very fortunate enough to have four ladies from our senior world team uh, come on and talk to us. A world champ? Two, Two world, world champs. champs. Hell yeah. How about that? Yeah. Shout out to Jakar Winchester getting that gold medal. And definitely a shout out to one of our favorite podcast guests that we had on a couple of times, Tamira, man. Tamira Minta. Dude, Tamir, okay, so let's talk about both of them. Jakar Winchester, she, you know, last time we spoke, um, we were talking about the fact that, you know, she was a overturned call away from making the finals of the 2018 World Championships. Goes down, unfortunately loses in the bronze medal match and doesn't get a medal. Or she was certainly good enough to do so. This year, she just looked dominant. And we're not going to harp on the worlds too much. Look, no, it's old. It's old. We know it's old. It's stale. But I tell you what, Jakar Winchester, I think she's the next big thing for the women's team because her wrestling style is so fun to watch. You know what? I saw her taking people down with single legs, but I also saw her tying them up of her body and saying, hey, let's go. Let's, you know, let's tangle up and see where we end up. And that's awesome. And Tamira, 
dominant. I think she beat a lady from Japan who hadn't been beaten in years, and she whipped her ass. It was amazing. It was amazing. I, I mean, it's awesome, and I think we've said a lot. Like, look, we've just been waiting for Tamira to turn that corner, get over the hump, and finally, you know, bring home a gold medal at either the World Championships or even the the Olympics. So this is awesome to see from her. Totally dominant. She, she's a three time Eureka champ. She, you know, bronze medal at the Worlds before, and she finally gets over the hump, gets the gold. So super awesome. She she gets I'm the stoked. gold. Yeah, I'm pumped. She sets herself up well for an Olympic run in 2020. You know, she's a two time world medalist. The last time we had her on the podcast before this most recent time, she had just come off of an, a disappointing world. It was great to have her on after she'd gotten that bronze medal with a lot more confidence. And and, and you know, you, even when you listen to the podcast, you could tell that she was she was humbling herself on purpose. But when she but, but you knew in her head she knew she was the best. Remember. What was it? Tamira Menza stock, TMS, too too much strength, you know, too much speed, blah, blah, blah. She was saying all those things. Like, that's what she was considering. She knew. Too many shots. Yeah. She knew that she was the best in the world when we talked to her. And I tell you what, not only did she prove it, but she proved it big time by dominating in the world championships. And uh, we couldn't be prouder of the women that competed at the Worlds this year. That was excellent. You know, and the guys did pretty well, too. And real quick. just oh, go ahead. I just want to say again, a special, you know, Thank you to the girls that came on the podcast prior to the Worlds. We really appreciate it. You know, we really enjoyed having you on. And it was so nice to see a couple of them grab medals, you know, gold medals at the World Championships. Um, you're transitioning into the guys. We're not going to spend too much time no. on this. You know, shout out to the boys that brought home gold medals again. You know, nice to see them dominating. Uh, dude, Jaden Cox is amazing. J- Jaden Cox is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I, I, I'm excited to see him in whatever Olympic weight he chooses. You know, obviously, 92 kilograms, the weights aren't quite as deep as an 86 or a 97 when we're talking about Olympic weight style or, or Olympic weights. Um, nothing against his ability to win that, but I'm excited to see him go either against, you know, a Yacht, well, first, either a David Taylor or a Kyle Snyder, but then against a Yazdani or an Abdul Rashid Sajulayev. Kyle Dake, same thing. Um, you know, he's going to drop down. He's going to have to face Burroughs to determine whether or not he's going to be at Burroughs or who, whoever else to determine whether or not he's going to be able to make that team as well. Um, very excited that they both won gold medals. Uh, unfortunate that we didn't qualify a lot of weights for the um, Yeah, that was Olympics. very disappointing. You know, we qualified very disappointing. Burroughs and, and Snyder um, for the Olympics. Both took bronze after uh, Burroughs' match was just a heartbreaker against Sinikov. Uh Lost the same way he did. Last year in the Worlds, and it was uh, literally 1.3 seconds on the clock. Snyder just, he got bested by a vet, Sharifov, a dude who's an Olympic champion in his own right, a world champion in his own right, a guy who's beaten Jaden Cox twice. Um, you know, let's get to Snyder. And, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's get to Snyder in, in, in a minute or so. Okay. Um, you know, we know Dake's going down, all right? Dake's going down to the Burroughs weight class. We know that's going to happen. Obviously, at 86, you got David Taylor sitting there. Um and the whole conundrum is, where does Jaden Cox go? Regardless of what weight he goes, he is really going to challenge for that spot, whether it's against David Taylor, who he's beaten in the past, or even Kyle Snyder, who I think, if I'm not mistaken, gave Kyle Snyder his last loss when Snyder was wrestling in high school, and I think it was at Fargo, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Kevin Gadsden gave Snyder his last loss. I'm talking about in high school, like his last high school loss. Oh, Cox yeah, beat yeah. him uh, in, in Fargo. I, I, I think so. But anyway... You know, I, I know people have talked about this ad nauseum. We're a little late, late to the party with our takes. But um, from people who I've spoken with, 
Kyle Snyder may or Jaden Cox may hold a little bit of a grudge or maybe at least use the negativity from other people as motivation. Yeah. You know, for sure. I really do think he's going down to 86. Yeah, and and I It's going to be a big cut. I think that's a bad idea. I don't. I, that's a I I don't know how big he is. You know, I but I tell you what, if if it's if remember if if he was having issues previously on day before weigh-ins at 86 kilograms, which he looked like he did in the the year that he the year that kind of precipitated that whole David uh, Taylor um uh Jaden Cox uh beef you know, because he lost in the – I don't know when he – I forget when he lost. It might have been the semis. But he had a pretty good path to the finals. Lost, and it looked like he was sucking a little bit of weight. For him to then go down and make it and have to weigh in twice, I'm worried about him making 86 when I think that he could beef up. He looks like he's got the ability to put some weight on that frame and go up and uh, challenge Kyle Snyder. I think he would be a better wrestler up at 97 rather than 86. You know, I, it's a fair point, Ben. It's a fair point. I think regardless of what weight he goes, he would be successful if he made the team. Um, is Jaden Cox a guy that, that that can bang with Sajulayev? I don't know. I really don't know. I think Sajulayev is sure going to be one of the best wrestlers all time. All the, all time. I, I don't know how somebody that size is so technical and so athletic. It's amazing. Um, but I want to see. I do want to see Cox go to eighty six. I really do. I, I talk about being a guy. Being a guy that may keep one of the best United States wrestlers ever from making an Olympic team. Yeah, I, you know, I just want to see Cox go where, where where he feels the best, where he feels like he can compete the best. I, to be honest with you, the way I've seen everybody wrestle and 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 all of the matches that I've seen, I think Cox is truly, at least at this point in my mind, the favorite at whatever weight he goes. I feel like he would be a favorite over David Taylor only because we've seen it before. No offense to David Taylor. I mean, David Taylor was one of the most dominant wrestlers last year in the world and broke Yazdani Shirati. But I think he would also be a favor over Kyle Snyder the way we've seen him wrestle as of late. Kyle Snyder seems a little bit more one-dimensional lately. Seems like people have tended to be able to figure him out. And it's proven that he's absolutely good enough to medal in the world and medal of course. I mean, bronze of course. and silver the past two years. But is He's not quite the unbeatable person, number one pound-for-pound pound wrestler that he used to be when he beat Sajulayev back in 2017 in Paris. So real quick, man, I'm just curious, because uh, I, I do want to talk about Snyder before we get into the Ohio State Buckeyes wrestle-offs that are taking place this week. Um, if Cox goes 86, 86, do you think he beats Taylor for the team? Yeah. And yeah. if he goes 97, you think he beats Snyder for the team? I do. I okay. really do. I think that right now, Dave, or excuse me, uh, Jaden Cox is... is uh, he he could be the best wrestler in the United States that we have. You know what's amazing too about him? How can anybody not like him? I mean, dude, he just seems like the nicest dude ever. Plus, he's such an amazing athlete, an amazing wrestler. I, I can't wait to watch it. The Olympic trials are going to be insane. They're, they're going to be great. Um, and Jaden Cox is a great dude from 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 uh, all we've seen. I think he's got a little bit of a salty side, not in a bad way, but in a way of like. Oh, you don't think I can do this? Watch me prove you wrong. I think you're and exactly I tell you what that right. drives him. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I, I, I've got a, you know, we've got a close friend who's kind of close to some of this stuff, and you know, this isn't. He said that Kyle Snyder used to keep a a log of people. Cox. Or, I'm sorry, Jaden Cox would keep a log of people that on social media that would badmouth him, or people in, you know in the present in front of him that would say negative comments about him he would keep a list in a notebook of all these people and he would use it as motivation and he kind of holds a grudge 
which makes you think he definitely holds a grudge. You know, I he does not like David Taylor. I I know he doesn't like David Taylor. Well, I think I think one thing, and we're going to talk about it here shortly, that makes me believe that Jaden Cox might be going down, is that Kyle Snyder talked about when he was making his decision of where he was going to go, that he thought about going to the Olympic Training Center because of the opportunity to train with Jaden Cox. That's a great point. So I mean, you, you ain't That's doing that both point. in the same weight class unless he found out that Cox might be going up, and then he was like, "Well, now I got to go somewhere else." So who That's knows? a good point as well. All right, so Kyle Snyder, let's talk about this for a second. You know, the news that kind of uh, shocked a lot of the wrestling community. I know it's been talked about already, but you know, Kyle Snyder leaves the Ohio Regional Training Center to head out to the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Um, this was very surprising, and I think a lot of people have mixed emotions about this move. Um, I thought that the note that he put out was very well written. It made a lot of sense. Um, y- you know, as as a Buckeye fan, it stings a little bit. But it hurts. It, it does hurt. It hurts. I think. You know what, Ben? Just go. Tell me. Tell me how you feel about this. Give me your thoughts. We're going to agree with it. No, I think that the first thing you said was that it was a little shocking, and it's funny because, truth be told, in my own mind, and I never brought it up because I always knock on wood. I was thinking that it would be beneficial for Kyle Snyder to get a new look. After I, I was like, okay, if he can't beat Sad July of this year, then maybe he does need to get a new look because we need some we need a separate set of eyes on him. And that's my USA Wrestling brain going through. So I wasn't s- supremely shocked when the news broke that he was leaving the Ohio Regional Training Center. As as much as it stinks, I could have swallowed it a lot more. That sounded weird. If he didn't go to Penn State. I mean, that is just a kick in the freaking dick for people that love Ohio State. I mean, that is that is tough to take. Look, maybe the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club is the best place for him. He truly believes that's the case. And I'm not going to I'm I'm both I'm freaking pissed off that he did this, and I think that it's crappy, and I think that it's a kick in the face for Ohio State and what Ohio State's done for him. And at the same time, I completely understand it, and it makes total sense. I'm not upset about it, Ben. Um, Oh, I am. I'm not. And I think, you know, there's been some media outlets that's either talked about or written articles about, you know, the all-time top, like, craziest uh, transfers and moves and stuff like that. Look, this isn't college wrestling, guys. It wasn't a college transfer. He is... One of the best wrestlers on our senior world team. He's had so much success. This is his profession. Okay, so the first thing I want to address is this. Exactly right, Brandon. The first thing I want to say is this. Why go to Nittany Lion Wrestling Club? Well, I'll tell you right off. Uh, Why the hell not? Let's look at the family situation for one. His wife is going to med school there. All right? Okay. So now you you can go out there, be with your wife, live with your wife while she goes to med school, and you can train. Get all biblical with your wife. Just saying. By that I mean sex. A little fornication. Oh, a little oh, yeah. All right, enough of that. Uh, secondly, you can't deny the quality of training partners that he's going to have out there. I mean, look at it. You've got Varner. You've got Sanderson. You've got Cunningham. That's what pisses me you've off, You've got Brandon. Bo Nickel. You've got David Taylor. You've got a whole plethora of people out there that can give him much, much different looks than what he was getting at the Ohio hey, Regional Training congratulations. Center. Congratulations. You know what? I'm going to fold Dan Ranzik on you. That's a cop-out. To, what's a cop out? No, it's right. You're right. I'm mad about it. Okay, it makes total sense. 
I did. Did I not say it made total sense? It do, no, you did say it makes it total sense. It still pisses the shit out of me that he's freaking doing it. The Mister freaking uh, there's he tweets out a couple years ago. There's no team I'd rather beat than Penn State. I'm bringing hell with me. Hell yeah, Ohio State Buckeyes pin chain flexing, doing all these things. I'm gonna go to the Atlanta wrestling. He's club. not wrestling for kale. Penn State though. I need kale. He's to help going me out there to get a different type of training, a different look. Look, if you want to be pissed, be pissed. But you know who you need to be pissed at? Tom Ryan. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's you go with that. You need to be pissed at Tom Ryan. And look. How Co- could you let him get to this position? Coach Ryan, we've loved everything you've done for the Ohio State Wrestling Program. And we will you've continue done, to love you've it. You've done amazing stuff. But you, and solely you, are at fault for not bringing in better training partners for guys like Kyle Snyder. The Ohio Regional Training, training Center historically has been filled with nothing but ex-Buckeye wrestlers, minus Turvell, and maybe a couple of you know stragglers here and there. They had some good ones back in the day, Angel Escobedo, um, Sean Bunch, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but that was back in the day. They weren't training with Kyle Snyder, though. Right. So you... J.D. Bergman was basically his training Not enough partner. was done to bring in top-level guys to train with him. Okay, what, what is he, just training with Terrell all the time? Look, Terrell can barely wrestle. I, I mean, I, that's, that's my speculation, point. but my, exactly. Back, you know? that's my That's my point there. Not enough was done to bring in different, better guys outside the Buckeye program to be a part of the regional training center. Yeah, like go out there and throw money at Gwiz. Throw as much throw money, money at anybody. Throw, I mean, there's all kinds of people. What's Cox doing? Throw money at Cox. I mean, I mean, and not in a weird way. There was... A lot of options, but I don't think enough has been done to bring people outside the Buckeye Wrestling Program to be a part of the Ohio Regional Training Center. And you can't tell me they don't have money. Oh, they got a little bit of money. Because you're right, because his, his training partner, when, I don't know. Okay, this is total speculation. And we know he traveled around and he trained with a number of different people. But my guess is, like, Mymar was one of his staples. Mymar is great, just not quite big enough, right? Not quite big enough, not quite, no offense, elite, elite enough. enough. No, it's, yeah. it's not offensive. Very elite, but not quite elite enough. To, to, whereas now you're getting, you get the watchful eye of Kale, you get Casey, you get Varner. You Varner, get, and a, a gold and, medalist. And then, you, and then you got the returning NCAA champion, heavyweight there, yep. and Anthony Kassar. Kassar. Bo Nickel. Nickel. Hot dog, he's going to be yeah. in his fucking weight David class. Taylor. Yeah. Not to mention they got Provisor on the Greco side. They've got Riley uh, uh, Lefevre. Riley you know, Lefevre, was yeah. he a four-time D2 champ, D3 champ? Three, yeah, four-time D3 champ. You know, so there's guys out there that he can train with. The last point I'm going to make about this, Ben, and you know, you you talked about him. You know, the whole I I love to be a part of the Buckeyes. Go this. I'm bringing hell with me. This is where I'm going to disagree with you. I think Kyle Snyder loved wrestling for Ohio State. I think he loved. It. He was very much a part of he it. Deleted it. But my opinion is, and this is not a negative comment, Kyle Snyder was not the rah rah team guy. He's not a rah rah team guy. Kyle Snyder had goals at a very young age. He came to Ohio State, and I think a big reason he came to Ohio State was because he knew that Tom Ryan would allow him to focus on his other goals while wrestling collegiately, allowing him to miss a lot of collegiate events, Cliff Keen, dual meets, whatever it may have been, so he can go wrestle on the uh, senior freestyle circuit where a real, you know, a real team guy would have been, I'm just focused on my college wrestling. And I don't blame Kyle Snyder okay. for doing that. I don't blame it either and you at know, all. And, Kyle, and, and it worked. Three goals. Exactly. I don't. I don't blame him for doing it. I think it was great. I think Ohio State wrestling um, benefited a lot from Kyle Snyder. I think Kyle Snyder benefited a lot from from Ohio State wrestling as well. How many other college programs would have allowed him to go do that? Miss lots of chunks of the collegiate season to go wrestle overseas. I don't think there's a lot. I think there will be a lot in the future that'll follow the Buckeyes' um, lead in that. 
but you're right. It, it was kind of like a, um, it was a um, kind of like a, a matter of first impression there. Like n- we'd never really seen a guy wrestle half a season. Now, but at the same time, when you say Kyle Snyder's not a team guy, on, he, he came get, out of Olympic red shirt no, to try I, to help the team. And I look, yes, great point. Actually, great point right there. But I'm just saying generally. And I'm not saying he wasn't like a team guy. He cared about the team. He wanted the team to he's win. He's not the face of the not... team like Logan Stieber was. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I love everything Kyle Snyder did for the Buckeyes. 100%. And you know what? And I'm, and I'm going to root for him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to root for him. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say Absolutely. I'm going to root for Jaden Cox. But if, he's, if he beats Jaden Cox, I'm going to root for him to go out there and get that gold. 100%, man. But at the same time. It still stings, man. It's almost like you can look. You can have a contradiction in your own brain. You can where you're freaking pissed off that he did this, and at the same time you're like, it makes sense, right? My heart says, man, this sucks. Especially going to Nitty Line Wrestling Club, and my brain says, hell yeah, who wouldn't want all of the options he's now going to have to become a better wrestler? And it's like that. I wasn't pissed. I was just kind of like bummed. Like, oh, it kind of hurt inside when he left. Like, man. That well, it hurts the Buckeyes. does sting. But, but anybody, it hurts the Buckeyes, right? Anybody who is – it can from a recruiting perspective. Absolutely. I mean. It yeah, can. It, it, will have, it will have an effect on the Ohio State wrestling team. It, Not just the Ohio Regional Training Center. The Ohio State team, Daniel Kirkwood, I mean other people, Chase Singletary, it's going to have an effect on those guys. I will say this, though. The Buckeyes continue to recruit well, and those guys will continue to bring in recruits. Look, you got guys like Karchula – uh, Daniel, you know, Kirk or whatever, Kirk. Um, yeah. yeah, you've got, I mean, Colin Moore still there. We got, you know, a lot of great guys in the lightweights that are coming up. So it, it remains to be uh, seen. Sammy Sasso, you got a squad. We'll talk about him. And then the last thing on Kyle Snyder, in my opinion, dude, I thought this for a while. Since he won that gold, his last gold, his wrestling has plateaued. It plateaued big time. It, it did plateau. And I agree I, with you, brother. From a professional standpoint, he made the right decision. I think he would agree with you that his wrestling's plateaued. I think I think his statement indicates that look, you know, he he, he owes his allegiance to a number of different people. Ohio State's only one of them. One hundred percent. To himself, to his 100%. God, to all the other people, he owes his allegiance to them as well. And he's doing what he thinks is best. I can't blame him for it. I don't like it from a Ohio State fan perspective, but I can understand it. And I'm I don't I don't hold it against him. Same here, man. And from a couple of Ohio guys that follow Ohio State Wrestling, man, thank you, Kyle Snyder, for your contributions the last few years. Thank you for everything you did, and best of luck in your endeavors going forward. Absolutely. I tell you what, I'll never forget that takedown against Gwiz in the finals in overtime. Madison Square Garden? Oh, Oh, that was amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, I mean, last match. And I will never forget him beating Sajulayev to secure the team championship for the United States at the World Championships that year. As a Buckeye. Uh, that, uh, amazing stuff. I mean, I, I hope whatever his problems have been wrestling-wise, whether it's mental, whether it's he, a technique, a change, change of his game, I hope he figures it out, and I hope he goes out there and continues to, to do what just what Jordan Burroughs has done throughout his career. Hell yeah. Agreed, man. Agreed. Well, dude, I mean, I guess since we've been uh, talking about the Buckeyes uh, – Let's talk about them wrestle-offs that are taking place this week. How about that? You know, I think that is so cool. Um, the wrestle-offs are going to be uh, televised on BTN Plus. And uh, nice. I think with a Flow Wrestling prescri- or subscription, you can also watch that as well on Thursday. Free to go to. 
just yeah. got to pay five bucks for parking, but free yeah. to go to in the new the new their new uh, wrestling facility, Cavalli Center or whatever yeah. it's called. I, I, yeah, I forget exactly what it's what it's titled, but um, that's awesome. That they're kind of like opening the doors to say, hey, come check out you know what our team looks like this year. And I tell you what. It's going to be a young squad. I think we all know, Buckeye fans or fans know, wrestling fans know that it's going to be a young squad. But I tell you what, it's not going to be without some freaking young studs and some old hat hammers. You know, I got to admit, Ben, look, and maybe it's from just uh, all the stuff that we I've had going on over the last six months of kind of being out of the loop a little bit, but I'm a little shocked at the weights that some guys are going i'm a little shocked about you know some some the true freshmen that might not be taking a red shirt who i may think need a red shirt i don't right. know what you think i don't know i mean look we're in no business anyway we're not coaches but there there's a little intrigue with this team this year and it's still a team that can compete for a trophy this year yeah it's it's the first time in a while where we we don't really know Hey, who are we going to look at this year um, from a lineup perspective? At the same time, I think that if you think that they're out of uh, the race for a top four finish, I don't think you're looking at exactly who this squad might be putting out. Now, it's the first year in a while where I'm not penciling them in for a trophy right away, whereas last year, you know, we figured pretty much they were going to get that trophy year before. Shit, they might win the damn thing, you know. This year, are they going to take second? I don't know. Iowa's looking pretty damn good. Penn State is obviously a perennial power. But them Buckeyes, baby, they they going to put a squad out there that's going to compete for that trophy. It's a, it's, it's kind of it's weird. It's a little different feeling this year because outside of Colin Moore and Luke Pletcher, right. we don't really have that those guys that are like, look, look, they're guaranteed to finish top three, top four. You know what I mean? Well, um, remember the year they won it, 15. I think that was the first year with Tomasello. Yep, it was Tomasello, Snyder, and Bo, Bo Jordan. Jordan. Yep, all of them. And they had Logan Steber as the the man, you know, kind of man in the ship. But you know, they had some young bucks. Now, they did, but Ben, the young bucks that we have this year, outside of maybe a Sammy Sasso, Sammy Sasso, because we know that Karchel is going to redshirt. Look, Gavin, we Hoffman, don't know that. It's been said. Well, you know, I, I thought just, it was said. I know. I just listened to Steelwood Radio, and they said they didn't know. Oh, okay. Same that with Daniel Kirkfleet. Dude, that gets me really they excited. They said they didn't know. That gets me Actually, really excited. Actually, Kirkfleet said the plan for him now is to go. Yes, that, yes. says we don't know. We don't know. And it originally was originally was a redshirt. Don't forget about Gavin Hoffman either. And that's yeah, that's what, what I was going to say. Look, Gavin Ta- Hoffman is as talented as anybody could be. Almost beat Emory Parker know? last year. Exactly. You know, this year, it's weird. We've been spoiled the last four, five, six years with how great the Buckeyes have been. This year, there's so much intrigue. we got some great guys to watch. we got some new guys to watch. It's going to be an interesting season, and I'm excited to see how they do. Yeah, yeah, and they got some depth, too. they got some depth. They've got some weight classes where people that might have started last year or that would easily start on a significant number of Division One wrestling teams might be riding the pond now. So if you know if you want to start, let's talk about these wrestle offs. Yeah, let's talk about the wrestle offs. We're going to start at one twenty-five. Um, real quick though, because we can talk about them more in depth when we get to yeah. those weight classes. I was a little shocked at the weights a couple of guys were going. Platchett forty-one shocked the hell out of me. Keyshawn at forty-nine, Sasso at forty-nine. Keyshawn's not going to wrestle off. He's going to compete at the Michigan State Open though. Yeah, he's still so, recovering from surgery. Exactly. Um, you know, in my you know, rainbow and, and unicorn, you know, world, you know, right. what, 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 what I would think is the best case scenario. I would love to see Pletchett 33, 
Hayes at 41, Sasso 49. We got to figure out 57. Yeah, 57, you know. who who knows. But well, it's we know now. We know now. I'd it's going to be Hayes. The loser of Sasso and Hayes is yeah, going to go 49. Hayes. Only Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. Give the boy a little credit. He's talented. All right, that dude can scrap a little bit. Yeah, Sasso's great too. But all right, let's talk one twenty-five, man. Kick us off, dude. Okay, so you know uh, the the wrestle offs originated as uh, Jacob Decatur versus Hunter Lucas. Jacob Jacob Decatur is a uh, couple times state champ. Um, the the brother of Jordan Decatur, and I don't mean that in a way of he's just a brother. He's like I said, an excellent wrestler, couple time state champ. Uh, perennial Ironman guy. I think he might have actually won it one year. At one point, he was ranked number one in the country at 106 pounds. Just a little small. He's small. Yeah, he was facing off against Hunter Lucas, who is, I think, a junior or a redshirt sophomore, transfer from Maryland. Yep. I think he was also a state champ from Ohio. Hunter Lucas was able to win that match 5-3 to three in sudden victory. That score, I would expect Hunter Lucas to win based on the fact that he's probably bigger, more, more experienced. bigger, probably. And the fact that Jacob Decatur... Was able to take that to sudden victory and lose five to three. That gives me a little uh, a little excitement about uh, Decatur's potential in the future. So let's think about this. Last year, when Heinzelman wrestled off Hunter Lucas, he beat him by like one or two points each time. So that was Heinzelman. So Jacob Decatur wrestling Hunter Lucas, who's had another year in the room, is pretty close to what Heinzelman did last year. Heinzelman was able to win it, but Decatur was able to keep it pretty close. So Jacob Decatur is probably a guy that is maybe a Malik Heinzelman-style track. And speaking of Malik, you know, he wrestled um, one of the backups at 125. Um, I, I, Canatano, I yeah, believe. Yeah, Don't know much about him. We know a lot about Heinzelman. He went one and two at the NCAA tournament last year. He won it. He's got Hunter Lucas in the semifinals, or excuse me, in the finals of the wrestle-off. My guess is it's going to take place Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, my guess is the um, the point spread is going to be even bigger than when they wrestled last year. Now that uh, Heinzelman's got a year under his belt, and I like Heinzelman this year to be a guy that pushes some top fifteen, top ten level guys, and might sneak his way into the top ten by the end of the year in the rankings. To be honest with you, I think there's uh, yes, I, I don't disagree with, with with what you just said there. I think I'm really excited to see. The jump that Heinzelman makes this year, you know, remember he got brought out of his red shirt last year. He's a true sophomore. He's a true sophomore. He's small. He got overpowered a lot by the bigger guys at one twenty twenty five. He struggled on bottom against oh, these bigger guys. You remember him against like Ravon Foley? I do. Matten, yeah, the bigger. I, I want it out of my mind, but I do remember. Yeah, those bigger guys really gave him problems, but he was able to have some bright spots against guys a little bit more his size. He beat Elijah Oliver. Yep. He beat Rico Montoya at the NCAA right. tournament. Good wins. Yeah, and he almost came back and beat, um, um, oh, my gosh, he wrestled for WVU and then transferred to Nebraska. He's graduated. Oh, Moisey. Moisey. Yeah. yeah they, in the duel, he was down real big early and came all the way back and barely lost. So A couple of things about 125. First with Heinzman, look, if the coaching staff – can get him to, to develop a secondary attack, attack outside of that carry that he loves to get to, I think it's going to bode very well for him. Additionally, if he has gotten better on bottom, on the mat, he's got to get out on bottom, bottom I th- think he can have a lot of success. And when you're looking at this weight class, when you got – it makes the, the most sense. Jacob Decatur or, yeah, has to redshirt. Right? you got a redshirt. Right. He's smaller – he's probably smaller than Malik was last year. 100%. There's no reason to even have him, you know, come out of a redshirt. you got guys like – he's not better than Lucas. He's not better than Heinzelman. Or, if anything, he he's 
on their level. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he's not he's shirt. not getting your points no. in the NCAA tournament. He needs to get better on the mat wrestling like most freshmen do. So I agree with you, man. I think Heinzelman wins this weight class, and I'm looking forward to really seeing what what improvement he makes. If he gets better on bottom, because you remember he lost at the Big Tens too. I forget the guy's name from Purdue, the 25 pounder, um, who was a good wrestler. You know, national qualifier, but he got on top of Heinzelman and cross wrist tilted the shit out of him. And um, we, it, we showed right there that Heinzelman, although he might be better on his feet than a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys, he 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 needs to be able to wrestle the other two positions. If he can do if he can do that a little bit this year and he can get out on bottom and not get turned, look for this guy to push for a round of twelve spot and maybe sneak in there. They got wow. him ranked twentieth right now. All right, all right. He's got a great pedigree. I'd be down for that, man. He's got a great he pedigree. He does, especially on the freestyle, which also explains why he has deficiencies on the bottom, I would say. Right. I mean, he's a great freestyle wrestler. He's got to get better on bottom. All right, 133. This shocked me, Ben. I thought, All right. expect, you know, we had Luke Pletcher on our podcast uh, this past summer, last spring after the NCAAs. You know, he sounded, uh, 133 was his weight class. I was fully expecting him to be at 133. Yeah, he didn't mention anything about the fact that he was Nothing. going up. He said it wasn't uh, very difficult for him to make 133. Every once in a while, you, you know, you have to push himself a little bit more. Any guy might say that, though. With the people taking Olympic red shirts, I mean, he was, you know, ranked by track as number two in the country. And... I think, you know, we've talked about this, his style, his body style, it bodes so much better at 133. Well, he's decided to wrestle off at 141, which means our best guy on paper at 133 is Jordan Decatur. Now that dude, yeah. Jordan Decatur, he's, listen. He's excellent. Now he's, he's also... Dude, he's slick as snot, man. I think, he, I think he can go with anybody at that weight in the country on his feet. It's the mat wrestling, Ben. I think he's going to struggle greatly on the mat. We saw him struggle in high school on the mat. Yeah, we saw him struggle against elite-level high school wrestlers. But oh. now he's going up against – don't even put him under Seth Gross. Oh, my God, that would – man, who wants an Auntie Anne's pretzel there? Because he'd be twisted up. That's a terrible joke. Anyways, get <laughs> <laughs> some dipping sauce. What kind of Auntie Anne's pretzel? The cinnamon sugar? Yeah. Ooh, oh, I yeah, for that. sure. Oh, I love that. For sure. Um he he's a Ironman champ, I think. No, no, he never won Ironman, I don't think. Uh, multiple times state champ. Really high level wrestler. High on the big board type recruit um, from Ohio. And you're right, on his feet he is. Boys Super and girls, if you don't know much about him. You guys are going to be in for a treat on how slick this dude is on his feet. Amazing on his feet. And you're going to be in for a treat with how <laughs> Micah Jordan this dude is on bottom. Oh man, you think he's that bad? It's not good. It may, I mean, it, it, it may be that bad. I, I honestly thought, look, if Pletcher could make 33, give Decatur a year to redshirt to work on that bottom game, man. True it, freshman. Yeah, true freshman, work on that bottom Tommy game. Tommy loves bringing him true freshman out, don't he? He really does. The, the cut for 133 for Pletcher must be terrible for this to happen. Dude, his ass and thighs weigh 131 pounds. All right, so everything else is like two more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but you know what, though? Okay, so so let's talk about Jordan Decatur. What are your expectations? Well, my expectations is based on who he's got to wrestle off to win the spot. He's going to win the spot. <laughs> he's going to be okay. he's going to be uh, Dylan Kuntz, whose brother, by the way, is wrestling in the U twenty three Greco. Uh, he's also taking an Olympic redshirt as well. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. um, here, here's the deal, dude. I, it's known that Tom Ryan doesn't really care about the regular season and duels. Even if Decatur wins this wins this weight. 
don't. They might shirt him. Keeping wrestling and op- opens unattached. Yep. Keeping wrestling and opens unattached, so that way you you still have that option. Very let, smart. Let Especially guy, if Luke might yeah, want to go down. Let a guy like Dylan Koontz, you know, wrestle, you know, as as the starter for a while, so that way we can really gauge where jo- uh, Jordan Decatur is on the mat. It's the mat wrestling I'm most concerned about. And another thing, also, he didn't always have the best gas tank either. Maybe it was the weight cut in high school. Yeah, you're right, Well, but I think he was a 32 pounder his senior year. Was it 32 or 26? Was I, it 32? I can't. I can't remember. Um, he's gonna have to be in tip top shape because, like, he's he's one of those guys that when he's ready and when he's on, I can see him easily all American in this year. I'm not joking. Dude, easily all American in this how year. How about a match between him and Roman Bravo Young? That would be oh my god. Because they are both so dirty on, on their, their feet. feet. That would be freaking fireworks right. to watch. Right. And people might think, oh, that we're being a little bit high on Jordan Decatur. No, you guys don't know who no, he is. I'm high really. on him, on his feet. No, but I mean, if, if people are, like, thinking that, you know, that, that, that comparison, I'm telling you guys, Jordan Decatur is that person. He is the truth, and he can compete NCAA Division One without a red shirt. Right now, he can go, but I think that there's, there'll be some deficiencies, and there'll, there'll be a big learning curve. And that's why I say let him work it out in open tournaments unattached. Look, it's not just us being high on Jordan Decatur. Reputable media outlets and college coaches have said for the last couple of years that Jordan Decatur can go with almost anybody in the country college wrestler on their feet at that at his weight. Yeah, he's no. that good on his feet. I, I hope that he, I hope that if Pletcher goes forty one, I hope they wrestle him because you know what, uh, you you and I have kind of come around to liking wrestling the best guys now for the most part because of the fact that you don't know. What could happen with injury later on? Exactly. Wrestle your best guy, but when it comes to true freshmen, you don't have to pull them out right away. Right. They can still compete you can in other tournaments. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Uh, One forty-one, man. This, like I said, another shocker right here. You know, I, I think the the kind cream, of a deep way for the bug guys. We got a lot of people at this weight. A lot of good guy. Aside from Luke Pletcher going up, you got Quinn Quinner, who, who's a big time recruit um, at, at this weight. Also, you got Dylan D'Amelio, a true freshman from Ohio, who is really good at this weight as well. Um, he beat Bo Bartlett in high school. He did. He did. Yeah. But as it stands right now, on Thursday night, Luke Pletcher will battle Quinn Quinner for the starting spot. Yeah. So, so you got Kenner, you got D'Amelio, and you had JD Stickley, who was an Ironman champ from Graham. Um, all re- I think he was from Graham. Stickley, bro. Yeah. All wrestling. In the um in the kind of the the uh, quarters and it, uh, Kenner uh, won fifteen to zero. Uh, Stickley beat D'Amelio by injury default, unfortunately. So hopefully that's not a big injury for D'Amelio. Hopefully we're gonna get to see him on the the um, redshirt scene this year. We got Pletcher versus Kenner. Kenner took a redshirt last year. He had a solid redshirt season, if not uns you know unspectacular. Not a ton of huge wins. Didn't do much in the uh, the off season in terms of wins. Uh, I expect Luke Pletcher to, to to dominate here. I mean, Luke Pletcher's a two-time All-American. It's taken what fourth two, the last two years. Yeah, and wrestled yeah. at one forty-one as a freshman. At Remember that as, as a, a freshman. true freshman. And almost he had, not redshirted. Almost had Anthony Ashnault beat at that NCAA tournament. I know until he stopped moving his feet. Oh man, that's, but that's what I'm saying. He's a true freshman, as, or excuse me, a true junior as well, who's wrestled for forty-one before, had success at forty-one. Now he's got some. So that's what we're talking about with the weight class change. You know, people say if you go on to the message boards, and he he gave Jaden Ironman all he wanted at uh, uh, one of the uh, freestyle tournaments in the summer up at 65 kilograms. So people are saying, hey, maybe he feels a little bit better. He can be a little more offensive where he normally wasn't offensive at 133. Now he's got a full gas tank. Uh, 
but Ben, I don't think he wasn't the the super offensive guy at 133 because of a gas tank. I think that's his style, Ben. Yeah, he's more of a counter wrestler. Yeah, he's a counter wrestler, but maybe he, maybe Solid. it's a little bit different. Uh, maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, the other surprising thing for me at 141 is. I was hoping that Keyshawn Hayes could get back down to this weight. Okay. Okay. I was actually expecting it um, without any, you know, inside information or anything like that. We're not seeing him at this weight. Um, Do you think, Ben, that the Buckeyes lineup is better with Decatur at 33, Pletcher at at 41, and whoever wins a spot at 49, or if we had Pletch and then Hayes and then a guy like Sammy Sasso at 49? I, th- I think the best lineup is Pletcher at 33, Hayes at 41, which apparently he can't make, and Sasso, can't at, make 40, if Sasso at 49. Right. What we're looking at probably is Decatur at 33, um, Pletcher at 41, Sasso at 49. Or Hayes. Or Hayes, and then the other person going 57. 57. Um, yeah, so either way, look, I agree with you, man. I think Pletcher wins this. Uh, it, um, it's going to be interesting to see him battle some of these 41-pounders. Um, I, I get concerned about the length and the, and the reach that they have on him. But that also gives him an advantage as well of, of being a little shorter and stockier. You know, it's going to be harder to score on him. We already know how hard it is to take him down, but imagine a guy that's a little lengthier trying to take him down now. I mean, Luke Pletcher is ranked third in the country right now at 141 pounds. Oh, they got him ranked at 41 yeah. now? Yeah. And he's third behind uh, Nick Lee Nick and, Lee and Dom Demas. Dom Demas. It totally makes I mean, It makes sense. Yeah, so what's, Dom Demas is one, Nick Lee's two. Yeah, yeah and then Mitch McKee and then Grant Lee and Kyle Shoup behind him. Although, God, Kyle Shoup getting on top of little Luke Pletcher. Oh, boy. But you know what? Luke, he can go, baby. Luke, he can go at 41. I'm telling you. He can. And I think he can especially go with the guys like Dom Demas because he's so solid defensively. Uh-huh. Um, if he can avoid getting, you know, not getting inside tripped, Nick Lee's the one that scares me. That pace, that length. Well, Nick Lee should scare attacks. anybody. Nick Lee should scare anybody. Doesn't scare Dom Demas. I know. <laughs> Dom Demas is a he, he's a he's a he's a he's a one in a kind. If you listen to our interview with Dom Demas, please do. Uh, he's he's one in a kind. He's one of a kind. He's got a one great personality. Um, all right, one forty nine, my man. Yeah, you know, 149, I think that, you know, without Keyshawn Hayes um, wrestling in it, 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 I think we probably realize that, um, you know, Sammy Sasso is the the man there. I've got to find that wrestle-off. Sammy Sasso had an amazing redshirt year last year. A fantastic redshirt year last year. You know, uh, a a, a five-star recruit, you know, coming out of Pennsylvania. Uh, An amazing wrestler. Um, Yeah. Keyshawn Hayes will not be, you know, wrestling off at the wrestle-offs. He will be competing at the Michigan State Open. Um, I'm sure Sasso will, too. So we might get to see them battle it out at the Michigan State Open. Uh, I don't know, Ben. Ben, I I really don't know who I expect to win that. Oh, I do. Sammy Sasso, man. I think Sammy Sasso is the next type of – plus he got a red shirt. Um, he, he's he's the next in the long line of big Buckeye recruits that that are going to win a title potentially as a freshman. This dude is proven on the college level. Okay, I know Keyshawn Hayes is too, but I tell you what, Sammy Sasso went into the Midlands, and after a controversial loss to Corey Teamer, he ran it back and beat the likes of um, of uh, uh, Pat Lugo, Alex Pantaleo, Hunter Pohlmeyer. Other types, of, not only qualifier guys, but all American guys, and he just beat, he just beat him, he just beat him, and he said he got he said he got ice in his veins, and that's the way Sammy Sasso is. Sammy Sasso won who's number one in his home crowd by sticking that dude back in high school, 
the guy is just a gamer and a half, and if you don't think he's not penciled in as as a not only the starter at Ohio State, but you know, very good chance at making the finals of the NCAA tournament as a redshirt freshman, then then you don't know who Sammy Sasso is. Well, I guess you just made me uh, decide that I think Sammy Sasso is going to win that weight class. <laughs> well, I mean, what 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 has Keyshawn Hayes done? In, in his college career that would make you think that he's better than – does he have wins better than Sammy Sasso already has? He doesn't. He doesn't even have wins better than what Sammy Sasso already has on the college level. I think his best wins maybe – did he beat Grant Leith once? I think maybe. You know, uh, other than that, Keyshawn Hayes has had some solid, solid wins. He's he's uh, He battled as a um, – wrestling up at 149 as a sophomore – um, and almost, I think he lost in the round of 12 to Sorensen um, because that was the year that uh, Sorensen got upset by Richard Perry um, in the uh, in the um, NCAA tournament. But Hayes doesn't have the type of wins that Sasso already has, my personal opinion. Look, man, I don't disagree with you that Sammy Sasso had an amazing redshirt season last year, and he's a great wrestler, and he's going to do you know huge things. But I think we're selling Keyshawn Hayes a little bit short here on the quality of competition that he's wrestled and the guys that he's beat. Just go back to his redshirt year, his redshirt year when he was healthy. Dude, he majored Kolodzik. I mean, beat the crap out of Kolodzik. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a true. great win. He he pounded Ronnie Perry that year. Ronnie Perry ended up being a runner-up at 149 to Zane Rutherford. Great freaking win right there. He's got wins over guys like Evan Cheek, who's a solid guy. You know, he's got guy, you know, wins over guys like Christian Pagdaleo. All-American. Yeah, All-American. He's got wins over guys like Max Thompson, an All-American. He's got another win over Matt Kaladze. when He wasn't at Red, when he was competing at 149. He beat him two to nothing. I mean, he's got some yeah. great wins. You're right. You know, I think we forget that. He beat guys like Colton McChrystal. He's beaten guys like Ryan Blees. I mean, he went in, you know, when he was at 149, Ben, he went into the NCAA tournament as the five seed and lost a tough match to Heilman in the quarters. Before he had to face Sorensen, yeah. Before he had to face Sorensen. You know, You're right, man. He he was he was a random upset away. Wins from... over Tyler Bermani, Eric Barone. I mean, he's got great wins. I mean, he, there's no doubt about he it. He was a random upset away from being an All-American that year when Ronnie Perry beat, um, I said Richard Perry. Sorry. Uh, I, earlier, was John Van Brill an All-American? Uh, no. Okay. Where but earlier I said Richard Perry, and I apologize about that. Ronnie Perry. Ronnie Perry. Um, Ronnie Perry. Shout out to Richard Perry, though, that, um, from all of the videos that I've seen. It seems like he's doing really well. You're exactly right. If if if, if Ronnie Perry doesn't upset Sorensen, Hayes probably smacks him in All-Americans at 149. That's a really, really good point there. I think... And we, uh, we also got to take into consideration with Keyshawn Hayes. Look, he had a devastating knee injury that he had to come back from. Um, when he was wrestling off McKenna at 141, he gave McKenna all he wanted in that wrestle-off. He actually beat him, and they couldn't wrestle the second match. And basically, the coaches decided that McKenna was going 41, and Hayes was going up to 49. So he has this great season at 49. Hayes beat him, and then... McKenna got hurt the second match. Exactly. And then they still and they, bumped him and, up. And they still bumped him up. You know, he had a great season at 149. Unfortunately, you're right. now you fell, got me going. He, fell sore, he fell short at the NCAA tournament. And then he goes up to 157 because Micah Jordan drops down. And look, you're talking about a guy who's a 141-pounder going up to 157, wrestling the likes of Jason Nolf and all these, you know, other freaking huge dudes, Ryan Deacons and all those guys, Hayden Hidley. He's been 
he's done everything the coaches have asked. He lost to Pantaleo three to two last year. Exactly. You know, so look, there's like a you know, he's competed his ass off, and now he's getting ready to go back down to 149. I'm going to assume he's. Much more healthier than he was before coming back from that original knee injury. He's probably bigger, probably a little bit stronger. And I think a match between him and Sammy Sasso is going to be a great match because I think it's contrasting styles. I really do. Well, they're both really good on top. They are. Hayes is a great counter wrestler. Sasso Sasso's loves great, to get on them attacks. Right. He's a great scrambler, too. Exactly. It's so going to be interesting. I think it's going to be interesting. You know what? Now I'm thinking that maybe, he, maybe Keyshawn got something to say about that weight. He does, Ben. He absolutely you does. You think he really does? Of course. Oh, I love it. I Keyshawn love Hayes it. was just as big as a recruit as Sammy Sasso was coming out of high school. Oof, yeah. He was a huge recruit. I think we forget about him. No, I think you forget about him. I think I forget about him. I think you <laughs> did, man. Keyshawn Hayes can battle, my man. I forgot about them. some of them wins. Even last year, beat back to lay out. I mean, this dude is, uh, I think he just, his body, like, probably just was a little beat down at the end of the year, wrestling up a couple weights. If he's a true 49-pounder, which he is, because that's when he had his best season. Yeah. His best season was at 49. If, put it way, if he now, that year at 141 is a redshirt when he had those wins, dominating wins over Kaladzic, Ronnie true. Perry, and all those guys. But if he, if he, if he wins 49, there's no, if, he, if he wins the spot, there's no reason why he can't win the title. You're telling me Austin O'Connor, Brock Mahler, you wouldn't say that he can go with those dudes? He can definitely go with him. I'm not. I'm not penciling him in his guaranteed wins because those boys are freaking studs. I know, but but he can go with the him. reason why his biggest problem at 157 was he lost all of his top game because those dudes were just so strong he couldn't do that claw ride. Absolutely, so he dominated. Absolutely, with 49. You know, Absolutely. he gets back down to a weight class where he feels comfortable. If his top game can come back the way it was the year that he went into the NCAA tournament as the five seed, he's. He's a title contender. I swear to God he is. I, I don't disagree with you, and that's not just being a Buckeye homer. I think what, what fans need to realize is a lot of these weight classes are going to be very thinned out this year due to people taking Olympic red shirts. 49 is one of them. Is Sammy bigger? Can Sammy go 57? Maybe he, maybe he doesn't like a Jordan for a year where he's got to go up and maybe wrestle not the most optimal weight, but he wrestles a weight that he – maybe if he's bigger than Hayes – for the team, it would make sense for Hayes to be the 49, him to be the 57. Well, from what I've seen, and, and, and very limited opportunities of Sammy Sasso, um, I think he is much stronger and probably more fit to be at 157 unless he spent all his time just making sure he's a legit 49-pounder. Right. Either way, I, I do think the loser goes 57. Um, right. I mean, we'll cause you're not going, you can't, I don't think either one can make 41. No, and, and and I don't think no, truth, they're not beating Pletcher. Yeah, truth be told, yeah, to, to, to give you guys some uh, some some Pletcher props, they're not neither one are beating Pletcher. I mean, that Pletcher's got a chance to be a, a finalist either way. It's unfortunate that we won't get to see them wrestle off on Thursday. Um, as you said, Hayes is coming, you know still recovering a little bit, but he, they said he will be at the Michigan State Open. You got to assume Sasso's going to be there. I'd like to see them on opposite sides and meet up in the finals. We'll see what happens. I think that's probably going to happen. One hundred fifty-seven pounds now. This is an interesting weight because we don't have, um, because we both already agree. You know, we both already think that the loser of one forty nine goes up, but that doesn't mean that Ohio State is cupboards bare there. Okay, in the semifinals, you've got um, Jaden Maddox, who at one point in time was the number one ranked recruit out, uh, for his weight class, one sixty, um, right, coming out of high school. Yeah, uh, uh, four time Ohio State finalist, big school, two time champ, and a versus Elijah Cleary, a guy who was a, I think probably. 
I almost want to say he was a top 50 recruit. I know he was recruited uh, multiple-time champ out of Florida who has got wins over, like, Will Luan and has kind of been a guy who has been a, a consummate backup, but he, he's been solid. So Maddox versus Cleary. I don't think Cleary was a top 50 recruit. He was, he was in the top, Maybe top 100. 100. I think top he got mixed up with uh, Ethan Smith. Ethan yeah, Smith was a you're right. He was a top right. 50 recruit. Yeah. Either way it goes. Cleary. Is, it, yeah, yeah, 100. Top 100. Cleary is talented. Um, you know, he's a guy that's going to go out there and give it all in battle. Jaden Maddox, you know, this, this is a guy that's, you know, ha- had to deal with some adversity outside of the wrestling room. Well, okay. you know, all we know is that he was on the team and then not on the team last year. Correct. Typically, and then he was on the team again. Typically that doesn't happen unless you violate some team rules or grades. And I, I don't know. We don't know. And I'm not well, going to speculate. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't all matter. we know is that for some reason he wasn't on the team for a while. Exactly. Well, now he's back. And from what we saw of him wrestling in high school um, and on the, you know, the freestyle circuit, you know, at the, at the youth level and stuff like that. Jaden Maddox is super, he's extremely talented. Ex- like natural, raw talent, yeah. athletic, really good. I mean. He had some wins this summer on the freestyle circuit. He had, I think it was named Brayton Lee, had him beat. Um, and before he gassed out. I mean, he was up big, like eight to two. Brayton, like Minnesota guy, Brayton Lee? Yeah, I think so. He yeah. went to Minnesota. Yeah. I'm, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy that ended up ended up, ended up beating Sasso and going uh, on the junior team. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, uh, Maddox had him beat before he gassed out. So we're talking about a guy who has six, extreme talent. We're looking for a little more in the discipline department, I think, out of this guy. So is he considered a true it, freshman this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he redshirted last year. Okay. No, redshirt freshman because he finished on the squad. He he came back last year, so yeah. He, okay, so he's as a soon as he enrolled, yeah. he yeah he's burning the clock, so he's a redshirt freshman. Dude, I want to see a match between him and Sammy Sasso so bad. Oh, you want him and Sasso? I want. I I just think, regardless, both, I just want to see him scrap, dude. I I think it would be a great match. Him Matt, and Sasso scrap. Maddox is excellent on top, excellent on top. That's what he's known for. Multiple time, freaking, um, state champ. I'm, I mean, was he a four time or three time? Two-time state champ, four-time finalist. Okay. Big school. Big school. Oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, that's if you come out of Ohio as a four-time finalist, two-time champ, you're automatically, you, you've got respect of the nation. So um, my guess is it's probably going to be Maddox versus one or the other. But, you know, I could see Cleary sneaking that out. I don't know. Well, I, it is. I mean, it's, it's Maddox versus Cleary. Right. Okay. But I mean, I mean versus Sasso Hayes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I'm not penciling in Maddox beating Cleary just yet. I think Cleary is a guy that could be one of those sneaky good guys, or at least at least give Maddox all he wants and you know pull out a win, scrap out a win there. Um, I think Maddox could and should win this win this wrestle off, and I want to see him battle it out with the guy like Sasso so bad, even if it's not for the weight. But but I, I think you're right. I think he's going to wrestle the loser of Keyson Hayes and Sammy Sasso yeah. for that spot. Sixty-five. Ethan Smith making the drop. Carson Karshla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> making the squad first, regardless of result, do you think that Karchla's? Kar, we know Karchla's not going to start the season out of red shirt, right? No reason to. Right, I there's mean, no s- reason to. Sim- same, same with Decatur, right? I mean, y- espe- even more with at sixty five when you've got a guy who won matches at the NCAA tournament up a weight in Easton Smith, right? Yep, you wrestle him, him in all the open tournaments you can. You send him someplace like the Midlands, see how he does against the top guys. If he performs well, you make your decision then. Especially a real deep weight. But but are we just saying that 
Carson's going to mop Ethan Smith up, a dude who I think that could be an All-American? I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not I think saying Ethan Smith, Remember the biggest issue with Ethan Smith last year? He could get it on anybody's legs. Couldn't finish. Yeah. Could not finish up a weight. I wonder if his now he's going to be big 65-pounder. He's, he's pulling a little bit of weight, I bet, to get to 65. I think he likes it there. I think Coach was like, we're going to redshirt Karsla. You come down. You be the dominant guy. That's why it would make sense for him to go down when he would he would definitely be the man at 74. So my thing is this. Unless he couldn't beat Rocky. But anyways, now we're getting into more stuff. If Ethan Smith is solid at 65, I know it's a deep weight class, but I think you've got to – he 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 was rolling at seventy four last year. He barely lost the. I know he lost a couple times to Lighty, but they were really close matches, man. Yeah, Lighty had his number. But my thing is this, Ben, and last year our our our, our sixty five starter to start the year was Caleb Romero. Struggled greatly. If Ethan Smith can compete that much at seventy four, why didn't he go down there and battle the sixty five spot before the season started? I'm not even sure he was started at that point. I'm just saying, why did he not? Why did he not say, instead of competing with oh. a guy like Tayshan Campbell, I'm going to go down and battle Caleb Romero for that spot at 65 right. before the season even started. And now he won the spot over Tayshan. Right. He eventually won the spot over Tayshan. I don't he, know. He beat the, him in some open tournaments and stuff like that. And Tayshan Well, he had better wins, right? Right. And Tayshan dropped down, ended up taking Romero's spot at 65. I, I'm very curious to see how he handles this cut at, at 165. Um, if he can handle it well, you're right. He's super talented. He's sneaky good. He's got great attacks. He can get in on anybody. He's just got to finish him. I mean, he's ranked 12th right now in the country at 165 pounds. That means he's ranked ranked to wrestle in a match to be an All-American. And I think that's right where he's at. So what do you think about a match between him and Karshla? I think Karshla's going to roll him. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. I think Carson Karshla is the truth. I think that he is... He, I think he could go out right now and... Compete with Marinelli and Joseph. You think so? I think he can. I think that he is so good on his feet. So, and it's just, it's such an awkward style for traditional American wrestlers. Remember, he's a he's a Russian guy, right? I mean, his dad is from the Soviet bloc. His dad, you know, came over here. But it's true. He wrestles a different style, man. He wrestles real loose. You know, he's not real tight. He mentioned this on the Steelwood podcast, but I've noticed it before. And when he pops off his attacks, they are um, high velocity. It's funny. I think people who haven't seen him wrestle before, when they see him wrestle, they're going to find out how technically proficient he is with his style. Try to get to his legs. You know, it, it's the reason his dad would not let him compete until, what, the 7th, 8th grade? 8th grade. His dad, you know... Myron never let him compete until the eighth grade. Trained him all as a kid, practiced all as a kid, made sure he learned body awareness, athleticism, technique, proper, proper technique. He's really, really technical, and I think that makes a huge difference at this level in college wrestling. It's, it, technique makes all the difference in the world. Right, and he wasn't touched. He, wa- he wasn't touched last year. His, his two closest matches were, and we actually have to do a shout-out real quick, his two closest matches were one to Julian Ramirez, where Julian Ramirez, who is an excellent wrestler. From going, Blair Academy? Yeah, yeah, going to Cornell. This was in the finals environment. Environment. Got in on the craziest shot. Somehow actually touched his legs, and Carson was able to get out of it. And his second closest match was to Nevin Snodgrass in the semifinals of the state tournament, 5-1. Uh, to one. Nevin Snodgrass, as you guys might know, is uh, near and dear to our hearts because he's an alumni 
of, or excuse me, he's going to be a senior of uh, Kettering Fairmont High School, where we went to school. Heading and, to UNI and, to yeah, wrestle. Just committed the University of uh, Northern Iowa to wrestle for uh, Doug Schwab, Lee Roper, those guys out there. Um, he's going to be solid. Uh, he's a uh, 170-pounder this year. He's ranked fifth in the country right now at the weight. He's ranked 37th overall on the big board, and he's looking at being a 65-pounder in college. Maybe he even could get down to 57 if they need him to for a year. You talk about snod. What I hear. Yeah. Snod. By the way, in Fargo, he also gave uh, the winner of his that weight class, uh, Dustin. No, uh, Patrick yeah. Kennedy. Yeah, Patrick Kennedy. He was the only Patrick Kennedy is closest match. The only guy Patrick Kennedy didn't tech. Yeah, he's the only guy that Patrick. Oh, he's the only guy that scored a point on Patrick Kennedy, yeah. and he took him down twice. Yep, he's, so, he's tough. Anyway, he lost. No, he lost Patrick Kennedy nine to four. Right, took him down twice. Patrick Kennedy goes out and texts Ninehouse from Pennsylvania. Texts him in the first period. Ninehouse goes out and wins Super Thirty Two, and now Ninehouse is on the big board. But nobody's even talking about Snodgrass. The only good dude that could actually take Patrick Kennedy down took him down twice, guys. I'm looking forward to Snodgrass. So if you guys want to know who year. Nevin Snodgrass is, he watch took Patrick Iron Kennedy Man. down twice. Yeah, Tough watch kid. Iron Man this Tough year. Kid. Watch him win it. Watch him win states this year. Watch him go out and be a freaking multiple-time All-American and national champ for you and I. I think Snodgrass at the Ohio State tournament had the fortune of having the top-ranked guy in the country at his weight class. What, three years or all four? Three years, years in a row. So it was a it was freshman. A Dom Demas as a freshman in the semifinals. Lost of state. two to one. Yeah, I lost two to one. The next year it was Jaden Maddox. Jaden Maddox as a junior, it was Carson Karchula. Yeah, yeah. So all three years, all close, all close. So anyway, anyway, all right. So if you guys are wondering who this kid is, those are the three dudes he lost to, Demas, Maddox, and Karchula in the state semis. Every year he catches all the three damn years, champ, right? Um, and so what weight's he going this year? 70. Okay, so he's not going to be... He's 5'6". He's not going to have... Five uh, foot he's five. not having Patty in his weight class then, huh? No, him and Patty Gallagher. I'd love to see him and Patty scrap, I'd though. I'd love to see it. No, I think that Patty's going to be a 60-pounder. So. All right. All right, so back to, back to this. Um, so you, you would expect Karshla to roll over Ethan, huh? I don't know why I'm thinking this. I just think that... I don't, I've never seen Karshla really be tested for, or almost getting taken down. But now, here's the thing. There is the great dichotomy is that you got Ethan Smith, the dude who's going to get in on Karchel's legs. We know he's going to get in on Karchel's legs. We know he will. Can he finish? If he can finish, Ethan Smith's going to be the winner. If he can't finish, Karchel's going to find another way or two to win. Um, All right, man. I, like I, it. I don't know if – I don't think you pull Karchel's red shirt. Here's one of those guys. Where when you I got a guy like Ethan Smith, with. all right. When you got a guy like Ethan Smith, ranked twelfth in the country, ranked twelfth in the country. If he's got a legit chance to All American, I don't think you pull his red shirt. However, if Karshlet goes out there and scraps a lot of open tournaments and truly becomes a guy that can hang and bang with the likes of Vincenzo Maybe Joseph Marinelli and Alex Marinelli or something, <laughs> that's a tall task, my friend. I right? understand. A tall task. Marinelli is flipping good. Um, oh, he's my pick to win it this year, but. You know, if if he goes out and he competes and he's he's hanging, he's banging, he's keeping it close, even beating some of these guys. I don't know, man. I don't know. Either way, though, I'm not I'm not penciling out uh, Ethan Smith in that wrestling. I like them Buckeyes though, having some depth, right? Something historically they didn't have. Let's they talk about a little now. more depth then. All right, seventy four. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, Rocky Jordan. The final the finals of the Jordan. A lot of you guys might not know about him. He's a three time state champ. He's one of the few Jordans that didn't win four in Ohio, um, so he was shunned. No, I'm just I'm kidding. That was a... All right, anyways, Brandon's looking at <laughs> <laughs> No, Rocky Jordan, three-time state champ, Ironman champ. Last time he wrestled an Ironman, beat Carson Karchla in the semifinals. He did. Uh, I think Carson Karchla was screwed <laughs> yeah. in that match by the refs. But uh... Yeah, uh, he's got a four-time state champ from uh, Ohio, 
uh, Caleb Romero, who was in and out of the rankings all last year at 165 pounds. Um, kind of a fringe. He probably would have been a qualifier if Tayshan dropped. And Tayshan kind of took uh, Ethan or Caleb Romero's spot versus Rocky. Um, Rocky uh, had to go through, and he had to beat Fritz Schiel 13-0. Um, if that name sounds familiar to you, you Caleb Romero beat Fritz Schiel, and I think it was like a 6-2 to two match last year at the WrestleOffs. So if we're talking about just a transitive property, it looks like Rocky might be the guy. Also heard Rocky's looking pretty big, that he might only be a 74-pounder for a year. Um, one, I don't believe that Caleb Romero was going to be a, a, a qualifier last year. I really don't. I don't you think. I, an NCAA qualifier? I don't think he would have qualified. Um, I think Caleb Romero is a guy that was so much more you. athletic than anybody he faced in high school. Was a four-time D three champ. Now, granted, he did wrestle, and I think what was it the uh, what was formerly known as the Dapper Dan. He wrestled Labriola. Labriola uh, lost yeah, him tight. Yeah, it was a, it was a very close match. What we saw from him last year when he was a starter, and granted, he he was a redshirt freshman, it, just one dimensional man, one dimensional. He couldn't he couldn't get to that. You know, he likes to take that 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 double from distance, and it's difficult to do against these types of guys at this level. He needs more variety. He needs he just he needs to he just just needs to expand his game, man. Yeah. Unless you're Jordan Burroughs, the double from distance, yeah, it'll work for you. But it's not going to work against the elite of the elite unless that is an elite of elite attack. And it's not for him. Um, I don't think he's our starter this year. I think that Rocky Jordan is our starter at 174 pounds this year. Rocky Jordan is a three-dimensional wrestler. Rocky Jordan is back to the Bo Jordan style, not Micah, where, yeah, he's good on his feet, but Rocky's actually best position is on top. Rocky's actually, if, if, if you follow the Jordan family, was the best wrestler in high school on top. He was probably better than Bo was on top. Damn, and that's saying a lot too because Bo used to banana split those he, high school kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. So Rocky and Rocky Jordan's a tilt guy. Yeah, I guess you know I, I agree with you. I think Rocky Jordan wins the weight. Um, I, there's still a lot of uncertainty in my mind just because he didn't wrestle much last year, if at all. I think he was um, hurt. Yeah, hurt. So we don't we haven't seen him compete at this level against these type of guys yet. So there's a lot of unknowns there. Um, durability with him, I don't know. know I just don't know where he's at right now, okay? And we we don't also don't know what type of, you know, improvements or gains that Kayla Romero's made either. So I think it's going to be one of the best matches in the wrestle-offs right. against these two guys. You're looking at two guys who had a lot of success in high school, um, great athletes. I mean, uh, Caleb Romero was uh, just as good of a football player as he was a wrestler. Rocky Jordan is one of the best bass fishermen <laughs> in high school in two the country. State yeah, two-time state champ bass fisherman. I mean— We're not kidding. I, I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's—, it's I'm kidding. It's a real thing in Ohio. Yeah, I'm kidding that that's a sport, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a great wrestle-off. Um, and maybe Caleb, hey, maybe, I'm guessing he probably chose to go up. So maybe he was, maybe 65 was a little bit of a tough of a cut, and maybe now he's going to feel a little better. Maybe, and maybe, Caleb is one of those guys also, we talked about it, yeah, he was just so much more athletic than everybody else. So maybe he's got a longer progression, and then all of a sudden now he is, you know, starting to progress. He's at the right weight class. I don't know. We'll see. If he beats Rocky Jordan, that'll tell me a little bit. Caleb Romero, Romero was one of those guys that came into high school that was having a ton of success off a of raw, natural athletic. Dude had chest hair in like yeah, sixth grade. I, I, he was so athletically gifted. Now, granted, he, was, he had a lot of great moves as well, but with the right coaching and the right tutelage, if he can, if, if the Ohio State staff 
has found a way to really get him and hone in on his game and make improvements, he can be really, really good. Again, I, I think it's going to be one of the best wrestle-offs. That said, you know, we have we, we talked to a lot of people that are decently close to the program, and they say a lot of things like, Jordan Decatur looks great, this person looks great. Haven't heard much about him, so we'll see. We'll see. Haven't heard much about Rocky either. I have. I've heard that he's looking pretty damn good. All right. All right. All right. Now I'm excited. Yeah, I we'll, have. We'll find out Thursday, my man. We will find good. out Thursday. Um, 84, look, Gavin Hoffman, man. Yeah, I, he's, he's another big recruit. Huge. Huge recruit. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think at one point he beat Michael Beard uh, from Penn State, uh, who, you know, they're really high on. He, um, we all had him kind of thinking that he was a 97-pounder, and we thought, okay, he's going to have to sit a year. Um, behind uh, behind Colin Moore. Turns out last year, even on a redshirt year, he makes the drop to 84. Looks really good there. Uh, only has three losses, one of them being to um, your national champ from Northern Iowa, Foster. Uh, the other one being to um, Illinois guy. We just, thought, we just said that he had a good match against him. Gosh dang it, what's his name? Emory Parker. Emory Parker. Come on. Yeah, and, and there he was, lost five to four to Emory Parker. I think it was at the Lindenwood Open. Yeah, and then there was one more. Um, it was to oh Mason Reinhardt from from uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, big leg guy. I yeah. Think. Uh, Other than that, he, he had a really good redshirt year. Um, he didn't run into and beat a ton of dudes, as you would say, dude dudes. But I think that he's oh the old dude dudes yeah the dude dudes. But I think that he's certainly gonna gonna be our eighty four pounder this year. I mean he's wrestling um uh, oh my goodness uh, he's wrestling Zach, Zach Steiner. Steiner. Uh, man, man, I, Gavin Hoffman was one of the top recruits coming out of high school. We get messages all the time from people from Pennsylvania that, that says we are going to be so impressed. With Gavin Hoffman in the starting lineup, that he's going to be so good, and I think I think we've seen that already. We've seen what he can do. He can really, really compete. He's now got a year under in the wrestling room under him, he and a really be- productive redshirt year. He didn't just wrestle three matches. Dude wrestled twenty eight matches. Twenty eight matches. Twenty eight matches. And think about so he la- weighed in a lot of eighty four. He's ready to go. And think about last year. Think about last year in the room. He was training with the likes of Miles Martin. Training with Colin Moore, training with Singletary, Singletary, and not to mention, you know, you know, you know, Bo Jordan probably rolling around with him in the room. I mean, he's had a lot, a lot of exposure to really, really good guys to learn from. I expect him to make a huge jump this year, huge. I think that, to be honest with you, and. What's eighty four look like right that's, now in the ring? That's rankings? what I was about to say. We got Zahid. Zahid's number one. Don't get crazy. Okay, so see, then Ben Darmstadt number two. Darmstadt going went down to eighty four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. back from his back. Yeah, he had a back. He had a back too. Dakota Gear three. Bonacorsi four. Luan five. Colbray six. Rashid seven. Vens eight. Hunter Boland nine. I'm Louis sorry. Pray, Gavin Hoffman can p- compete with most of those, the most of those guys at that weight. I think he absolutely can. Okay, absolutely, absolutely compete can. with most of those guys at that weight. He's that good. And that's not coming from us. That's coming from all the Pennsylvania people that, that contact us 
constantly about this guy. They got him ranked seventeenth right now, and, and that that I think that's a fair ranking for for the moment. Absolutely, it's it going to climb. The key for him is going to be able to maintain um, the mental fortitude and the confidence to grind out a full season as a starter. He's going to take some L's, right? He will. He's going to take some losses. You know, he's going to have some tough matchups against guys like like Sh- uh, Shakur Rashid. Taylor Vans. Uh, you know, th- th- that have very difficult styles to wrestle, especially when they get on top of you. Um, uh, Zahid, I mean, look, Zahid, Zahid. I mean, what do you expect there? But he can battle and compete with most of those guys and, and get some W's against top-ranked guys. I would not be surprised to see him on the podium at the end of the year. Oh, I think he will be. I truly think he will be. And and I, you know, I know I'm a little bit of a um, favoritism, give favoritism to the Buckeyes, but I think based on what I saw, seen, I think so. Uh, he definitely, he definitely has the ability to do it. But based on what I've seen at the NCAA tournament for I don't know how many years, <laughs> there are no fucking guarantees. None. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to drop the f bomb. You're fine. Ninety-seven. Colin Moore is going to be your starter, and hopefully national champion. Yes. Let's talk about this for a second, though. Okay, let's go. Is Colin Moore going to win the title? Is Kyle Connell going to be wrestling for Penn State? Not concerned with that. Um, yeah. Uh, you Does know, Colin Moore have the confidence to, I mean, to go I, out there and handle being the top-ranked guy? I've watched him mess up dudes like Patrick Brucky before. I've watched him mess up other dudes like that. I've watched him, you know, beat Jacob Warner. Far from Minnesota's freshman yeah, oh, year. Yeah, oh, yeah, if you want to go yeah. way back there. Yeah, I watched him. I watched him. I watched him push Jaden Cox hot, to the, the pin edge. hot Jayden twice. Cox to the edge. Yeah, watched him beat hot twice. The dude has had some serious, legit wins in college. Um, yeah, I mean he's my pick to win the NCAA tournament. Three-time All-American, right? Three, yes. four, four, three, four, three, four, three, three, four, three, four, three. The only thing that's going to keep Colin Moore from being a national champ is Colin Moore himself. He'll tell you that right now. That's it. And he, and he, he would, would tell you, he right tell you the same thing. And if he can keep his mind focused, keep his confidence going, and not let the stress and pressure of being the top guy, a guy, a guy that many thought should have been a national champion a couple of years ago, if he, if he can get all that out of his mind, he will be your national champion this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm excited to see it happen. I'm really excited. It's it's my it's my wish list when we do our Christmas wish list. When last year I wished for bookend titles for uh, Miles Martin, Colin Moore will be my wish list for uh, a title. Heavyweight has some intrigue, and not so much from a wrestle-off perspective, but a perspective of uh, what we didn't really think we knew what was going to happen. And that was uh, Chase Singletary last year. Dude is a freaking scrapper, by the way. We saw him lose his wrestle-off to Traub. Come all the oh, way back. Oh, Gary Traub. Yeah, get the spot. And go out there and win matches at the NCAA tournament and look good doing it at about a hundred or about two hundred and thirty pounds, if that. He's gonna be wrestling Daniel Kirkfully at likely um for the spot. They're not gonna do it in a wrestle off, obviously, because they're both going to U twenty threes. That's right, right. Yeah. Um Singletary's going at two hundred and thirteen pounds. Right. By the way. And uh Kirkfully it's going as a heavyweight. Um if uh listen to Steelwood. What is it, one twenty five kilograms? Yeah. yeah. If you listen to Steelwood Radio, um the uh, Ohio State Wrestling Podcast, they did an interview with uh, Daniel Kirkfield, and they said that the plan for him now is to go. So if the plan for him now is to go, you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping Singletary wins U23s, or I think if he medals, he gets an Olympic red shirt, and then maybe he can drop down to 97 later on. I don't think there's been a guy I've been more excited to watch in a Buckeye singlet than Daniel Kirkfield since, you know, when we recruited Kyle Snyder right. and Tomasello and Logan Steber. I think... I mean, look, this guy is out of this world 
good. He is so good. I, I don't think a lot of people realize how good he is because he was overshadowed by the likes of, you know, Gable Stevenson, um, the heavyweight from uh, Iowa, Tony uh, Cassiope. Cassiope, some of those guys. But here's a guy that, you know. Well, look who he beat to make the team for uh, U23. I think he beat Jordan Wood. Who took fourth last year at the NCAA tournament? Yeah, and a former junior world silver medalist, I believe. Right, Jordan so, Wood. You know, let's 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 start talking, hot dog. I mean, this dude can scrap. He absolutely can. You look at this guy. Okay, he was he was a three time Minnesota State champ. He was he was going to not c- compete in high school his senior year. He was going to go to the Olympic Training right. Center. Uh, he was he dominated his way to the junior world team that summer. Unfortunately, he got injured, so he couldn't wrestle at junior worlds. Decided to go back. Wrestle for his high school. He won his fourth state title. You know, he's a, a cadet world champion, a two-time cadet world finalist. He's a junior world silver medalist. I mean, he's getting ready to wrestle at U23s. He's got all the makings of a he's guy the real like deal. Kyle Snyder. Exactly. He could be a guy just like Kyle Snyder. You know, you That's at, why I'm sad that Kyle Snyder left, because imagine the tutelage that Kyle Snyder could have given him. And I know I'm beating a dead horse. No, it, it would have been great. But I think Kirk will be okay. I think he... he I think Ooh, can we okay. call him Kirk? I'm calling him Kirk. I love it. Greg Kirk. Cause, yeah. Daniel Greg Kirk. Ooh, yeah. Kirk. All right, anyway. Um, Hell yeah, I love that. I think he's going to be great, man. I think he's a guy that could All-American as a freshman. Oh, God. I think if he stays gonna, helmet. If, I think he stays helmet. Stays healthy. If, if he puts his helmet on, I swear to God. <laughs> he could probably, I'm not telling you he can't win it right now. I mean, you're, look, I know heavyweight is going to be Kassar, very tough. And I look, know you got Kassar, you got Gable. Gable, you got Cassiope, who will be out of red shirts this sure. year. Wood, Hall, Wood, lots of guys. Tanner Hall coming back. What is he like? Thirty-two now. Yeah, I, he can beat them all. Kirkwood can beat them all. Even though Gable, remember him beating the shit out of Coon this summer? That was scary. That was a that was scary because that Didn't, was when because Gable Stevenson wasn't there like a, a super a match. Between Gable and Kirk when they were in high school. And yeah, Kirk uh, Gable lost 3-2. It was 3-2, 2-1, something Kirk like bumped that. Up yeah, bumped up from 220 to wrestling. Yeah. Um, the point I'm making, this dude, more than anybody else on this team, is absolutely the real deal. Okay? I mean, he is the you real deal. He's more real deal than Sasso, huh? Has Sasso, you know, won Cadet Worlds? Yeah, he, you're right. Is he competing on U23s? No, Sasso should have been a junior world member but he freaking lost to the dude that he attacked at the yeah, trial exactly the open, yeah. no, i mean sasso's gonna be great but i'm just saying kirk is that type of guy he's that type of guy like a like a kyle snyder like a gable stevenson when we use the word elite we overuse it but when we're talking about greg kirkfield we're not no that it, type of guy it, and the the accolades and the stats are there to support that and prove that he's that he's that good man he's that dude. He is. He is that dude. And I think... So do you think he beat Singletary in wrestling? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, I do too. The one thing I think that Singletary, Singletary is, is kind of funky and awkward. I like Singletary's scrappability, man. That dude, he he went from like... But I know Kirk ain't losing to Gary Trout. <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. Singletary kind of turned it out really early on, man. We're like, dude... How much money did we waste on scholarship on this dude? And he went from that to being like a really scrappy dude who once he lost the butter bean, at butternut or butter squash or whatever at NCAAs. But I think he went two and two. Who butter bean butternut butter squash? You keep talking and I'll tell you. Are you serious? Yeah, keep talking. Hold on, hold on. I want to get there, Chase Singletary. What was his last loss? Um, who are we calling butter? Butter brat. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> butter brown, brown, brown. That's right. Butter bean. Remember butter he squash. Lost butter nuts. Yeah. So at, at the at the NCAA's, he beat David Jensen from Nebraska, who was a legit dude. He beat Joey Goodhart from Drexel, who was a legit dude. He lost to Derek White five to two, and then lost the butter nuts two zero. He lost the butter cup two zero. I mean, and butter butter bean ran. He had a good run. Um. You know, I feel like he could. I feel yeah. like he could compete this year for a, um, for all American status. Truthfully, I truthfully do. I mean, he beat Mason Paris last year. He pinned Matt Stencil. Yeah, beat Paris. Yeah, I, I mean, mean you tell me he did beat Mason Paris. You're telling um, me he's ranked tenth right now in the country. You're telling me that he couldn't. He couldn't be an All American this year. He could, and that's what I'm saying. It's great and sh- shitty that Ohio State's this deep. But what they're saying, at least what Chase was saying, is, hey, you know what? After this year, if I can get an Olympic red shirt, maybe, I can drop down to 97. He's wrestling at 213. Right. Hoffman stays at 84. All of a sudden, you got Kirkley at it heavy. Now you got the next coming of uh, the you know the earlier guys that won that title for Ohio State in 15. All right. I mean, a lot to be determined there. At the Look, bottom line, I, I expect Kirk to be the starter this year. I really do. And I expect him to do great things. And I can't wait to see him battle the likes of a Gable Stevenson, a Kassar, a Jordan Wood, and all those other guys. They're saying he's about 235. You know, if he can get up to about 240, 245, that's plenty. It's plenty big as a heavyweight. We saw Kyle Snyder do it smaller than that. I like it, man. I like it. So, wrestle-offs, the final wrestle-offs are this Thursday? Yeah. All right. I'm going to watch. You going to watch? I mean, I got nothing better to do. I Actually, you swear to God, you know what I'm doing Thursday? I don't know. I'm t- taking my wife to the Celine Dion concert in Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm literally going to Celine Dion concert. And you're going to sing along too, aren't you? Oh, man, my heart will go on. Oh, Jesus. Holy shit, I'm really doing that instead of watching the hostage. You're going to Celine Dion? <laughs> give me your man card and give me the microphone. I need a new podcast partner. Hey, sometimes you got to do that shit. Everybody out there knows. Everybody out there knows. Might as well get it done now. Might as well get it done now before freaking, uh, you know, NCAAs roll around and we've got a freaking, you know, it's better than Big Tens. Why are you taking her to this? What did you do wrong? What are you doing there, man? I'm just, uh, you know, she likes Celine Dion a lot, like more than normal people would enjoy an artist. And she was coming around to Cincinnati, so I decided that I was going to get her tickets because I'm a good husband. All right, man. Well, look, I think we can end the podcast on that note tonight. All right. Episode 101 ending on a Celine Dion note. Thanks to Ben. Uh, but in all seriousness. Thanks to Danny. Yeah, thanks to Danny. In all seriousness, though, we are done. Episode 101 is in the books. Sorry we've been missing an action for so long. Um, things just come up. But it is the start of the college wrestling season. Things are going to pick up. We hope you like the episode. Give us a little feedback. As always, don't wind up on your back, bro. And for Ben... This is what you're going to be listening to Thursday night, my man. Good damn. Oh, my God. You I'm going to listen to what happens after we start to hang up the mic right now.
Hey, hit us up if you guys want to be part of the uh, fantasy wrestling um, league. <laughs> we, might, we have a couple of spots. Send us an email to the inside trip one at gmail.com. That's uh-huh. all we got for you. See you.